In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hello. (laughs) It's so wonderful to finally be here with you this morning. Um, After what seems like months and months of praying and interviewing and praying and more interviewing and packing and moving and unpacking, the day has finally come when we're actually here together face to face. Uh, Jeannie, Jonathan, and I uh, already felt so welcomed by this amazing community. And uh, I know that they both joined me in thanking you for making this transition be as smooth and as joyful as possible. Also, thank you for wearing name tags this morning. Um, I'll be honest, you know who we are, but it's going to take us a little while to learn 1,500 names and faces that are on the rolls here at St. John's. So I'll do my best, and um, if I call you the wrong name or introduce myself to you two or three times, just, just go with it. Thank you. Um, you can call me you know, Father Chase, Father Ackerman, Chase. I answer to pretty much anything. The gospel message we hear this morning um, is really quite relevant and refreshing for today. Jesus says, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. What better thing to, ha- to hear in today's world that's often filled with stories and images of unspeakable sadness and destruction? In a world where every time we turn on the TV, we're faced with the latest terror attack, the latest corruption scandal, the latest outbreak of disease, it can be really easy for us to become afraid. In fact, think about the last movie you went to, or even the last book you read. Was the movie kind of a a peaceful, happy-go-lucky, singing-in-the-rain type movie? Or was it more of a high-explosive, adrenaline-inducing, the-world's-gonna-blow-up type Armageddon movie. Judging from the movie trailers that I see coming out, the uh, scary and the explosive movies far outnumber the sweet and the sappy ones. And those are the ones that we like to go see. We even like to ride on roller coasters and go to haunted houses. It's almost as if we like to be afraid in a controlled kind of way. But what about when it comes to our real life? Fear can be a very real and a very controlling feeling to live with. We all worry about very real things, everything from our health to our finances. And at some level, I bet we all worry a little bit about our relationship with God and what's going to happen when we eventually meet God face to face. In today's society, it can be easy for us to fall into this pattern of constant fear and anxiety that's so present all around us, and even appropriate that into our spiritual life. We've all probably been exposed to it before, some directly, others through family or friends, but I think the lines we hear are best reflected in those eloquent and poetic billboards you might see lining the interstates. After you die, you will meet God. If you die tonight, heaven or hell. Ten out of ten die. Are you prepared? (laughs) And my personal favorite, go to church or the devil will get you. (laughs) But no matter how many signs and messages of fear and intimidation I've seen, I've yet to see a billboard that says, do not be afraid, little flock. 
For it's your Father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Why is that, I wonder? One of my own theories is that living under this constant threat of somehow displeasing God and therefore somehow causing our own demise keeps the onus and the power on us to make our own decisions. If we have to continuously evaluate our own relationship with God, we're left with very little time or energy to actually live out the gospel message with others. But if we're told that there is in fact no reason to fear, and that it's actually God's pleasure to give us the kingdom, then we're faced with a different dilemma. We find ourselves free from fearing for our own salvation, but now have the added responsibility of looking beyond our own lives. Our focus is no longer limited to our own personal relationship with God, but is now expanded to include our relationship with God as we see God reflected in those we interact with on a daily basis. Through Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection, God has already given us the kingdom. It's our responsibility to make it known in the world through our words and through our actions. But how do we do that exactly? How can we, as flawed individuals, possibly change the world for the better and bring Jesus Christ to those who need to hear his message? I'm going to tell you right now, no one ever said it's going to be easy. But we can rest assured that we are certainly not the first and will not be the last people to be given a seemingly unsurmountable task by God. What gave Moses the strength to return to Egypt and single-handedly confront Pharaoh to release the Hebrews from their slavery? What gave Noah the courage to build the ark and brave the floods with the knowledge that the waters would someday recede? On the other hand, what did Peter not have when he tried to walk out on the water to go meet Jesus? If the writer of the letter to the Hebrews tells us anything this morning, it's that the key to keeping the faith is to actually have faith. And by this, I'm not just talking about having the faith that things will simply get better one day, or even the faith that there is a God, but having the faith that God is all and is in all. The epistle reading tells us that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. As we heard, it's the kind of faith that allowed Abraham to journey out to the land that God had given him, not even knowing where he was going. It's the same faith that led St. John's to undertake the major capital campaign to expand and modernize this amazing campus while not quite knowing what an impact all this wonderful space will have on the surrounding community. And yes, it's also the same faith that we share at this time in the life of St. John's Church, that God has called us, you and I, into this ministry together. Now, does this mean that if we simply have unwavering faith in God that all of our prayers and dreams will be answered? No. Well, at least not in the way that we might imagine for ourselves. Abraham and Sarah 
had a specific mandate from God that their descendants would be as many as the stars of heaven and as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. And while we may not experience something as outwardly miraculous as that in our own lives, our faith can in fact lead us to a life free from our fears. You see, the letter to the Hebrews that we heard as the epistle was written shortly after Jesus' death and resurrection. And for many, when Jesus spoke of his coming again, they were expecting it to happen pretty much right after he left. But 30 or so years of waiting and waiting for Jesus to return began to take a toll on that society. People began to fear that they had done something wrong or that maybe Jesus wasn't coming back after all. This letter provided comfort by showing them that the same faith which inspired the fathers and mothers of their religion, like Abraham and Sarah, continued to empower the societies of Jesus at that time. And that same message is just as important to us today here in Decatur. It's through this faith in God that we can cast off the fears of our day and focus instead on seeing and serving God and others. And like the servants in Jesus' parable who are alert when their master returns, we are called to keep on the lookout so that we can recognize God at work in our own lives. Like those servants, we too will be amazed when we find ourselves being served a glorious feast by the one who we are called to serve. If you don't believe me, just ask anyone who has volunteered tutoring or even serving beans and rice and ask them how many times they've met Jesus face to face. I've certainly left those types of ministries feeling like I've received much more from those I served than I can ever give to them. Fear does not have to control our lives. We must not let ourselves get caught up in the constant hype being put out today that does nothing but generate unnecessary fear and division in our already broken world. Jesus himself tells us, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. With this assurance in mind, and the faith that God has better things planned for us than we can ever ask or imagine. Let us go out into the world, seeking and serving Christ in all persons, at all times and in all places. Do not be afraid.